Hey up. This is the Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio. I'm Kane Hall and I'll be keeping you up to date with all the local sport with my trusted sidekick, me, Danny Shaw, as we preview the weekend sporting action every Friday from 7 till 8. Hey up indeed, hey up indeed. Tonight joining me as always is my trusted colleague, Danny Shaw. Danny, how are you? I am not so bad, mate. How about you? Yeah, steady away, mate. Shall we crack on? Absolutely. The Kane Hall Sports Show with Kane and Danny. It's not all balls. Helen, I know you've already mentioned in the chat box about Bradford, but we'll get there. Don't worry, we will get there. What happened last week then, Danny? In the football, no games for Leeds over this field as an international break. And England lost 2-1 on Friday night to the Czech Republic and beat Bulgaria 6-0 on Monday night. Brighouse Town's game was called off on Saturday, but it was replayed on Tuesday night and they won... 2-1 at Tadcaster away. Halifax lost 2-0 at home to Boreham Wood. Liversidge won 2-1 at home to Silsden. And Bradford beat Morecambe 2-1 away. Uh, in the F1, Valtteri Bottas took the win last Sunday at the Japanese Grand Prix after overtaking Sebastian Vettel at the start of the race. Uh, Vettel was on uh, pole position after the qualifying session, which was done earlier the same day because of the, uh, the typhoon that hit Japan. Uh, Hamilton finished third behind Vettel. This result meant that Mercedes won their sixth Constructors' Championship in a row at the weekend, and it also means that only the two Mercedes drivers can now win the Drivers' Championship. Um, as, we, uh, as we're as headed towards the end of the season, it's just those guys. Uh, Lando Norris and George Russell both finished outside of the points, finishing 13th and 18th respectively. In the rugby, St. Ellen's won the Super League, beating Salford 23-6, and the Leeds Rhinos won the Women's Super League, beating Castleford Tigers 2012. Uh, Heather Watson made it to the uh, Tianjin, Tianjin Open Final. Easy, uh, easy for you to say. <laughs> uh, the first time she has made it that far in a tournament since winning the Monterey Open in 2016. Uh, unfortunately, she did go on to lose against uh, Swedish Rebecca Peterson. Uh, the score was 6-4, 6-4 in the set. Um, she broke uh, the serve at the beginning of both sets, so the, the Swede did quite well to, to turn it back around. Uh, and darts, oh wait, Danny, no, Kabaddi, oh good, right, so it was Michael Bangu in that came out on top, uh, beating Dave Chisnell in the World Grand Prix final, he won, Danny, £110,000, just for winning a darts tournament. The Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio. Yes, Danny, the championship is back, oh... Sometimes that international break just gets me, but it means Leeds and Huddersfield are back in action. Indeed they are. Um, I'm not a fan of the international break myself. I usually end up avoiding the England games through the season as they don't really grab my interest. Uh, <laughs> we're usually pitted against poor teams, so we either run away with it or witness, witness a rather depressing loss like we, like we did on Friday. Um, hopefully we do qualify, though. I'm sure we will, I'm sure we will. Um, speaking of England, we can move on to uh, onto our little game, which we've yet to name, actually, so we'll have to brainstorm that at some point. Uh, Kane is currently leading with 60 points, and I'm only five points behind on 55. Uh, England lost to Czech Republic, so neither of us got points on that one, and England then went on to win 6-0 against Bulgaria. Ten points each, as you said, England would win 5-0, and I said 4-0 for England. 
Uh, Bradford won 2-1 on Saturday, meaning that I take 30 points, as I did say that scoreline. Uh, and you earned 10 points yourself for the win, but you did also get those five bonus points for saying that there'd only be one goal between the two sides. We both said Halifax would win. They didn't, so no points there. Uh, you've managed to get yourself another perfect score as Liverpool won Shock. 2 1 <laughs> against <laughs> Silsden at home. Uh, so that's another 30 to you. And I went for 5 0. 5 0, eh? Although I might not deserve it, I still get 10 points for uh, <laughs> for the win for Liverpool. Lastly, the FA Trophy game between Tadcaster and Brighouse was postponed due to a waterlogged pitched pitch, but thankfully they played on Tuesday with Brighouse winning 2 1. And I think because they managed to get the game on in the same game week, I picked up 15 points. And because you can turned on your own team, you get nothing. Come right, hold on. I would have changed my answer if if I'm honest with you, because after the show last week, I saw a tweet from the Tadcaster manager. I think his name's Curtis Woodhouse, the ex-professional footballer and ex-professional boxer. He put on Twitter that. He had quite a few of his players missing because they're on holiday and he wasn't very happy. So if I'm honest with you, Danny, I don't think you deserve them points because I would have changed my answer. How, when did the, when did he put that on? Was it after or before? After the show. Uh, or, or what? After the show on? After the show on Friday, on Saturday. I think it, I think it was Saturday morning or Friday night he tweeted it. Ah, and right. Then I saw it. But you know what? If, if you need that little bit of an advantage this early on in this game... That, that's fine, man. I mean, honestly. At this moment in time, it just sounds like you're making up an excuse for for uh, for losing out there, but okay. No, honestly, fine. if you need this little bit of an advantage for, for, for the rest of the season, that's fine. So we're going to move on, Danny, because we're going to carry on arguing about this. What's the quiz question this week? Everybody on the chat box, please make sure you get involved with it. Which is the only team to have won the top league in England but hasn't played in the Premier League since its inception in 1992. So which is the only side to have won the top league in England, but hasn't played in the Premier League? And the Premier League started in 1992, but they've not played in it since. To be fair, Danny, it took me a couple of guesses, didn't it, um, to get this answer, but I did get it in the end. So if I get it, come on people you should as well Leeds play Birmingham at home and you'd expect Leeds to win but Birmingham have got some decent results uh, recently they've got a 16 year old dominating their midfield I've watched him play a bit Jude Bellingham do you think the the crowd could affect his game at Ellen Road um, I would think so uh, I can't imagine he'll have been to a stadium with an atmosphere like they've got at Ellen Road uh, yet in his uh, career I expect he'll have a decent game at least it's hard to stop good players from showing through but it'll certainly be a tough test for his mental strength and to be fair it, it will make him better in the long run yeah absolutely it will make him better in the long run as, as we spoke to Kurt last week Kurt Harris of Brighouse Town over the phone he said when he was younger playing in these hostile environments he mentioned playing away at Darlington and and, and also playing in just adult league it, it made him a better player uh, in the future uh, okay so what do you think Bielsa has been working of over the international break uh, hopefully they're shooting um, <laughs> <laughs> they need to turn their dominance in, in games to, to goals really for the stats that they've had in recent games uh, probably most games this season they, they should be coming out with three four goals each time 
Yeah, well, yeah, and, and Ket, uh, Eddie Nketi has been playing for England under 21, scored a hat-trick the other day. Is it about time that we started seeing him? Yeah, I think he kind of deserves it, really, if you're getting an, a hat-trick in a, an international game, no matter what level. See, I was having a conversation with a Leeds fan the other day about what's going on and why Nketiah is starting, and, and my opinion is that from what we saw last year, Leeds United ran out of steam in the second half of the season. I feel like Bielsa is trying to keep him until that second half of the season when the players are starting to burn out and he can be that impact player for the end of the season. But And then they said, well, wouldn't there be a contract clause? Will Arsenal take him back? I think in, in Kessier's contract clause, it'll be to make a certain amount of appearances. That's why he keeps coming off the bench, so Arsenal can't keep calling him back. But is it time that they do start seeing him start, Danny? I'd think so. It is definitely worth a shot. He's proven his worth. Might not be for Leeds, but if he's not getting enough game time, he's not going to be able to. But if he's if he's playing for England, as you say, getting a hat trick, he's, he's got to be worth a shot, hasn't he? Well, you'd expect. If there is any Leeds fans listening, please comment on it. Uh, Kurt has put Ipswich for the quiz question. Uh, not a bad answer, Kurt, but keep going. You, you might be right, but you might be wrong. Always better to have a good few answers there. Uh, is there a problem at Leeds United in terms of not seeing out games? Um, it's not so much seeing them out, because they've got to take the lead before they can see them out. They saw the game out at home to West Brom, uh, but they've dropped valuable points elsewhere, such as uh, Derby at home, where they absolutely dominated the game and they ended up conceding quite late on um, but they've not been able to exploit teams that they've been able to crack open as effectively as you'd like to see them yeah but I think what Leeds are doing though they, they are dominating the game and therefore if your game plan is to control the ball and control possession and the tempo of the game then surely seeing out the game should start from the beginning when, when they first win it would you agree? true yeah but you're not really leading by dominating the stats, you're leading by scoring goals, so they need to score those goals first to be able to see them out. Yeah, but it, the it's converting their uh, their chance creation into goals. Yeah, but they do go forward and they do create opportunities, so they, they just, for me, I, I could be totally wrong, you could be totally yeah. wrong, it is a matter of opinion. I don't think Leeds are seen out games, and for for the way Leeds play, they, they, their game plan obviously starts at the beginning of the game that's so obvious to say in, in any sort of commentary any sort of punditry but they do dominate that ball and possession so early and so quickly in a game they should be seeing out games like they shouldn't be cracking like like for me like they do at the minute yeah I, I think it's more I think it's more a case of terminology I, I, I would see seeing out a game as taking the lead and then conceding sloppy goals um, dominating a game and not winning I don't think that's really seeing out it's maybe seeing through is maybe is maybe what, what you what you mean maybe the players are still burnt out from last year's you know the reason a lot of people believe Leeds United didn't go up last year is because the players were burnt out so it could still be that Kurt's put Nottingham Forest as well not a bad effort Kurt I'd but I'd, I'd keep going, pal. Not a bad effort, though. Huddersfield are away to Blackburn, Danny. Do you think that they can carry on their good run of form? I don't see why not. Uh, as long as there's not been too much disruption for the team over the uh, over the international break, they should be able to carry it on. 
these internationals, they did come at a really bad time for this team, if uh, if we're being honest. But hopefully, at the same time, it might have given the Cowleys more time than they'd normally get through game weeks to try things out, carry on Im- implementing their style into the team, th- things like that. In terms of international break coming at the wrong time, I, I agree, but then I also disagree. In terms of momentum for the team and going forward and, and getting some wins under the belt and gaining some points, it's a killer for the international break to come in because it does stop that. Yeah. But, yet again, the Cowies still need time to work with the players. They've got, a, they've got a lot, a lot of things to work on. So I think the players that have been around during this international break are going to improve a lot more and I think it'll have done, done them a world of good being around the international break and the Cowleys to have a good week or so off with them in terms of not planning for any, any games as such but being able to focus on individual players and what they need to do. So they have had a week or so going into the next game, Danny. Are you expecting to see much of a, a change in tactics? Because we've heard that Pritchard is, is, is nearly a, available. Uh, they believe it fits in a 4-2-3-1 system, but they mm. also believe he can fit into a 4-3-3 system as well. Uh, I'd hope not to see much change uh, for Huddersfield Town. Uh, I'd like to see them be uh, aggressive again this Saturday. Uh, Grant in the middle up top. You know, stick with the 4-3-3. If things do start going a bit pear-shaped, they can always, if, if Blackburn start to dominate, they can sort of revert back to a 4-5-1. Uh, and of course, Bakuna coming on around the, the 60th minute to, to get those goals, get those chances created. So is, do you think Bakuna's ready for his chance to start? I don't think there's necessarily much uh, to suggest that he probably deserves to start because he's changed the game as a sub. Obviously, he needs the chance to to start the game to to show us that he can start a game. But at the moment, he's affecting games off the bench. Why ruin a good run? Yeah, why ruin the good run? It's a good point. But during the international break, he went and played for his in his international side and played 90 minutes. I don't know the result of the game, but going forward, could it have been the case that Bakuna had been lacking fitness? Um, potentially. I think earlier on in the season, it seemed like he just wasn't awake. But looking back at, at Stoke, he sort of he helped create the chance which which got him his own goal, and then he was somewhat involved in all of the goals against Hull and he seemed very alive he was very you know well he was moving around all the time he wasn't stood still he was like I said earlier he was awake Could this also be down to man management skills Danny because there's been a lot of talk about how Jan Sievert were with his players and how the Cowleys are with the players and from what I've heard obviously I can't really be be quoted on it it could just be rumours but Jan Siever wasn't a very good man manager. Um, he he didn't really speak to players that was injured. He only spoke to the players that were fit and playing, um, and the training wasn't he wasn't involved as much. Whereas I've heard that Danny Cowley and Nicky Cowley have come in. They speak to literally everybody in the club, from staff members behind a bar in the training ground, uh, staff members in the kitchen to every single player and they've got a real understanding they have a lot of meetings with these players one to one do you think that Bakuna could be let's say 
coming out of his shell a bit more in terms of being confident because he's got a bit of backing behind him. Mm, potentially so. I think the, the, the what you said about the uh, the cowl is. I think that's something that you want to see in everybody's fo- football club. It's no matter who you are, everybody wants to be going around talking to everyone. It doesn't matter what you do, any anything like that. So if Siva wasn't like what the Cowleys uh, are doing now, then yeah, that's definitely going to be a problem. And it's not just going to be a problem um, for like Bakuna, it will have been for the entire team. So if Bakuna's himself isn't feeling it and everybody else isn't feeling it, it might end up, it's going to make some players look worse than what they actually are. I think we've seen an improvement in a lot of players around the pitch. I've heard a lot of people speak about Schindler as well. Uh, he hasn't been as good um, recent, well, before the cowl is coming, I should say, uh, than when we uh, we saw them go up to the Premier League, when we saw them in the first season for the Premier League, and since sort of Sievert's taken over, is it's been said that he's gotten worse. So that might be the reason for that as well. Could be. I think um, in terms of having a football club, there is man management skills. It's absolutely absolutely huge. Kurt's put Preston North End. This is my last guess. Well, you've had three chances, Kurt. Let's see if, if you're right in a bit. Mike has put Blackburn's first choice central defender out long term. I'm not too sure, Mike, but let's hope so in terms of getting three points back to West Yorkshire. Mike has also put Leeds United, my guess. And we're not going to reveal the answer yet, but just keep going. I read that the managers, going back to Huddersfield Town, Danny, I read that the managers like to look at about 10 games of the opposition building up to a game. What sort of help does this give a team for the match? It, it lets the managers know what the strengths are, what the weaknesses are uh, of each team, which is pretty obvious, to be fair. Uh, but if they go further into it, they will, they'll start to identify, identify the finer details which is probably where games at this sort of level can be won and lost. Um, there is a potential downside uh, to this. Um, if you're looking at 10 games of the opposition, they've probably seen 10 games of yours as well. There's always the possibility that both teams will go to outmanoeuvre each other. It might end up backfiring or ending in a, in a pretty drab game. Yeah, I guess so. And now the next question, every team there's always improvement, mm. but where do Huddersfield need to improve the most? Uh, ooh, as it stands, they, they are going in the right direction, uh, but there's always something that needs improving, uh, to be fair. Defensively, they, they kept a clean sheet last time out and the time before uh, that as well. Hull did still get through, though. Uh, they did keep a clean sheet, but that might be due to Hull's failings uh, in front of goal more than anything. Uh, we can say that Huddersfield's last two games with their six-point haul um, maybe should be uh, uh, accredited to Bakuna, who has played the role of super sub in both of those games. Uh, I think there needs to be more cutting edge in terms of chance creation from the rest of the team as well. We did see a glimpse of that without Bakuna against West Brom in the first half, and I'd like to see that come back, but don't know when yeah so let's see what happens tomorrow we'll get back to you that next friday bradford play crawley at home i think this is a winnable game as does helen in my eyes i could be massively wrong but i would expect bradford to keep a bit of momentum going in and get over the line danny 
Yeah, I, I'd fancy it to be a, a home win for the uh, for the Bantams. Um, although Crawley have uh, ruined a few accumulators in the past for myself. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter about it. No, never bitter. Uh, I'd still go for uh, for a Bradford win though, especially with as you say the uh, the momentum that they've got behind them. So I've been saying for for well pretty much since we started this show, Danny, that Boya could be one of the first managers to be sacked. If he wins this game, is he safe? To be honest, I haven't necessarily sort of matched you on uh, on that one. And I've never really thought that he was in, in much danger as long as he kept uh, kept up with the, uh, the high flyers in the league. Uh, I did listen to the Markham-Bradford game on the radio last weekend and the fans, you could hear them really quite well and they were truly behind Boyer. Unless Bradford go really off course, I think Boyer is uh, is more than safe with his job. Like you've mentioned before though, Danny, us, us folks from West Yorkshire, we do have a good following for us football, mm. football teams. Halifax will be looking to bounce back, but it's not going to be easy. Facts are top and they're away to second in the league, Bromley. Both teams will be looking to bounce back as they both lost at the weekend. Danny, does that loss for Halifax halt their push for promotion? Um, I somewhat uh, disregarded their draw with Charlie um, because of the, the game coming up against Boreham Wood and I, I did fancy Halifax to win that. But then they did in fact lose at home to Boreham Wood, which is, uh, which is a tad worrying for them. Uh, I'm hoping that last Saturday was an off day and they'll uh, they'll bounce back with a win tomorrow. I think they'll struggle to be honest. But how do you think that Halifax could win this game? Mm, that's a tough one. But it does appear that Bromley are going through a, a bit of a dip themselves recently. Uh, the winner of this game gets a boost uh, to their promotion push. But as to how how Halifax will win it. Hopefully Pete Wilde is the is the man with the answer on that. Of course, hopefully. So Mike Hard just put in the chat box, since Harry Pitchard has moved to central midfield, the Bantons have created loads more chances. Sometimes that that's just what you need, is that little bit of a change in a formation or a player moving somewhere else. And it can do wonders for your team. And Mike has also asked Kane, do you not rate Boy as a good manager? Um, to be honest with you, Mike... I'm still up and down about him. Um, as I've mentioned before on air, that I think you look at Bradford City as a as a club in terms of what they've got in that league. They they're one of the top dogs in that league. Yeah, they've got James Vaughan, uh, Clayton Donaldson as strikers who have got so much footballing talent there, and they can't seem to see out games. So, you'd expect with the budget that Bradford have got, the fans that Bradford have got, the stadium that Bradford have got, to be doing a little bit better than what they are, Mike. So, in terms of not rating him, yeah, you're probably right, but I think with a club like Bradford, you've got to do a lot more for me in, in, in that league. The recent history that they've had going up and doing well in cups and bringing players through and them selling on, he, they need to be doing a lot better. But that's just my opinion, Mike. I could be absolutely wrong. Who knows? Brighouse Town are at home to Prescott Cables, who they lost to a few weeks ago. 
2-1 on home soil. They possibly expect to get something out of this game, Danny. Oh yeah, there's, there's a possibility, definitely. A win on Tuesday should uh, should boost the players a bit. Playing on their home pitch is also an advantage as well. They only lost 2-1 last time, so that suggests that they were overpowered by Prescott Cables. There's plenty of factors uh, that Bringhouse can look at and uh, help them believe they can go out and win this game. And guess what, Danny? They made six signings during the week to Brighouse Town. Ooh, six. Impressive. Yeah. And you know what it is? None of them were me. Unbelievable. Uh, understandable. Bra- Excuse me? Understandable. Oh. Right then. Yeah. Cheers for that. Thanks for the support, mate. Now, they've brought in some young players, though. Uh, I hope they get... I hope they get played. I've seen a couple of them play. They are they are class. Uh, whether they get the game time or not, I'm not too sure. But let's hope they do. And it's good things going forward for Bradford. They're getting some young players involved. Sedge play Bradford side. Albion Sport away. Albion Sport a mid table. I think Sedge might just do might just be too much for them, Danny. Uh, I totally agree with that. Liversidge are on a on a good run. I imagine they'll have the uh, the edge over a team like this. So. The quiz question. We're going to reveal the answer. The question was, which is the only team to have won the top league in England but hasn't played in the Premier League since its inception in 1992? Here's his here's answers, Danny. Yep. Kurt put Ipswich, and then he put Nottingham Forest. You put Preston North End, this is my last guess. My car put Leeds United. Danny? Well. Reveal. First of all. The answer. <laughs> first of all, uh, Leeds um, and Nottingham Forest and Ipswich have all been in the Premier League for a start. Um, but with his third guess, Kurt is right. Preston well, North End. Well done, Kurt. You're... you're um, your prize will be in the post. You can go to any recycling bin and you'll probably find it there. Now, no, we don't do prizes, unfortunately, but Kurt, well done, good guest. Uh, thank you for joining in with that, Kurt and Mike. We really appreciate it. Danny, go on then. What's your scores for this week? I'm going to go for the score. So we'll start with Leeds versus Birmingham. Uh, Leeds are the favourite side, um, understandably, against Birmingham. Although I do believe they had a they had a good win against Middlesbrough mm-hmm. before the international break. Yeah, I still think we're going to see Leeds win. I'm going to go for two 0 Ooh, you know what, Danny? I'm going to match you. Two 0 Leeds. Two 0 Leeds. Yep. Brilliant. So Blackburn versus Huddersfield, which is tomorrow's uh, 12:30 kickoff. Um, I think we're going to see Huddersfield carry on. I think it's going to be narrow. I don't think we're going to see uh, another Hull. I'm, I'm fancying Blackburn to get a goal. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 to Huddersfield. 2-1. Uh, Kurt just puts finally in the chat box. Yes, <laughs> Kurt, you got it. Um, I'm going to say 3-1 to Huddersfield away at Blackburn. Mm-hmm. So you're going for another, another Yeah, I'm going goals. for another win. I think um, that attacking-wise, Huddersfield are creating a lot of chances and, and they can finish, but mm. I think defensively we've still got stuff to work on. Yeah, no, I can I can see that. Uh, Bradford at home to Crawley. Tough one, tough one. This. What have you gone for? It is, but I, I do. I really do fancy Bradford. Go on. Um, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for the three-one. Three-one. 
yeah, I think Crawley can go one way or the other. They can be either really bad or really good. I don't think they've got a, a mediocre setting. Right. I'm going to go 1 0. 1 0 to Crawley, yeah? To, no, to Bradford. <laughs> to Bradford. To Bradford. Yeah, I'm backing him. I'm backing Bo, yeah, Mike. I'm backing him. Uh, moving on to Bromley versus Halifax. Oh, this is such a tough game. I think I'm going to have to sit on the fence on this one. I think I'm going to go for a draw. Uh, I'm going to go for a one-all because it's going to mean a lot to both teams. Oh, no, I'm going for a Bromley win. We're going to, oh, Bromley win. Going against. And they're going to win 2-0. 2-0. Yeah, 2-0. Oh, brutal. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, Fax, but I think Bromley are just going to have too much for you at home. Uh, Brighouse versus Prescott uh, at home. I think they're gonna gonna get another two one win. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna sit on the fence this time. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two all. Two all. I'm gonna go two all. Yeah. Brace for both teams. No worries. And finally, we have uh, we have Liversidge away to Albion Sport. I think Liversidge are, are too strong uh, for a team like Albion at this moment in time. Uh, I think. They're gonna. Well, they didn't win as well as I thought they would do last week. To be fair, but I think they'll uh, they'll come back outscoring by by a few. I'm gonna go three 0 for Liverpool. That's what I fancied as well. But just because you said three, I'm gonna say two 0 to Liverpool. Two 0 There we if go. If this comes in at three 0 I'm gonna be absolutely gutted. <laughs> so there we I are. That's all be. the scores. So there's a score. So we'll uh, see who's in the lead next week, then, Danny. Uh, we'll now go on to the accumulator. Uh, I got none of them right last week, and uh, Barrow's game was also called. <coughs> Shock! <coughs> Shock! <laughs> While Exeter and Salford both won for you. Lucky if you ask me. <laughs> but Halifax Give did let you down. Them. Yeah, Halifax did let me down. That's why I've got them to lose tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go for this week. I'm going to go for Bournemouth at home. I believe they're playing Norwich. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough place for Norwich to go, so I'm going to go Bournemouth. Uh, Bristol City are at home as well, I think. Um, I might have got that wrong, actually. I think they're away. I've completely forgotten, but I've got them written down here. Oh, so aye, Bristol aye. City. Poor. I may as well just pick another Poor team out of a hat. Do you want to just leave? You might as I well. I may as well. I'm going to go for Newport <laughs> County as my last team, because they did win for me the other week. I'm going for Chelsea, Fleetwood Town and Crewe. The Kane Hall Sports Show with Kane and Danny. It's not all balls. On to the uh, F1. There isn't a race this weekend, which is a oh no, which is a bit disappointed as obviously oh, you I'm can tell. I'm absolutely gutted. Uh, but we'll we'll have a little look forward to next weekend's race in uh, oh, Mexico. <laughs> it could be a good uh, good standalone race if the Ferraris keep mixing it up with the Mercedes. Uh, but as for the Drivers' Championship, it is purely between Valtteri Bottas, who was uh, the Japanese Grand Prix winner, and British teammate Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton is is very f- that, sorry, very far in front. A uh, bit of a tongue twister there. Yeah, um, and unless uh, <laughs> and unless he retires his car for the last four races, is almost certainly going to oh, finish as world I'd, champion. This retiring cars thing is getting out of hand, Danny. It's do you not you you understand what it means by retiring yeah you, you get old and you start working no as in like retiring a car in a race no clearly no, not it's it could be do, to do with any kind of issue with the car or well it's generally just that to be fair it's just if, got an issue if, with it yeah it's, it's can they not just say it's broken they can do but they're not necessarily from Yorkshire 
Well, there is that. It's broken. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, uh, he's now. Oh, last trailer for you. Eh? have done. You've, you've thrown me off completely. <laughs> um, I think he's 64 points in front of Bottas is uh, Lewis Hamilton, and as it stands, there's only 100 points left up for grabs. Um, so I'll move on to the tennis quite swiftly. Brilliant transition. Ooh, look at that. Andy Murray got himself into the quarterfinals of the European Open. You backhanded that across the court, didn't you? Oh dear. By beating eighth <laughs> seed Pablo Cuevas in Antwerp. Uh, at this moment in time, I do believe he's still playing. I might have to check up on that for you in a sec. Yeah, you might have to. Um, Cam Norris, uh, Cam Norris, sorry, lost in the round of 32 on Tuesday. And British number one Dan Evans was knocked out of the Stockholm Open this week uh, as well after reaching the second round. The Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio. Rugby League and Dewsbury Rams has signed Jason Walton from Featherstone Rovers. Young prop Sam Morehouse has signed from Leeds Rhinos and Andy Gabriel has re-signed this week. Dewsbury have also done a deal with Hull KR, they are now Dual Reg Partnership. So this means that Hull players or Hull KR players, if they're wanting to get a bit of fitness back or anything like that, they can go to Dewsbury and play for them at the weekend and also helps that Hull KR can sign players from Dewsbury as well. But this is a big positive thing for Dewsbury, a good deal. They used to have the deal with, with Bradford Bulls until Bradford needed a stadium and they weren't in the Super League anymore, so it's now Hull KR that Dewsbury Rams have a dual Reg partnership with. Around the corner at Batley Bulldogs, Reese Dean has signed after a season with Hunslet. Today they've also signed prop forward Jack Blagbrough from York City Knights. Keenan Tomlinson has been named in the Jamaica squad to face the England Knights. Also, Dewsbury will again be announcing another signing at 2020 tonight for the 2020 season. Danny, today we had the start of the Nines World Cup over in Sydney. There's 12 men's teams and there's four women's teams. England have sent a men's and women's team down under. Australia and New Zealand are joining Pool A with Papua New Guinea and the USA. England and Wales are with Lebanon and France in Pool B and Pool C is an all-Pacific island affair with Tonga. Cook Islands, Fiji and Samoa all taking on each other. The women's tournament features England, Australia, New Zealand and Papua New Guinea. There will be equal pay for across both competitions too, with each player in the men's and women's tournament receiving two grand from the organisers. Now, in terms of favourites, I think the Aussies and the Kiwis in, in, in both both codes, the men's and the women's are probably your favourites. I thought USA would be quite a surprise package but I did watch it all day today and the USA weren't really there. The Aussies were absolutely on fire the men's team, the fox they call him, Ed O'Carr on the wing, he was on fire David Fafita the, the big man down the middle he was unbelievable Kiwis I was a bit disappointed with the men's and the women's side, if I'm honest with you. Sean Johnson played well, as he always does, because he is the best player in the world at nines and sevens, is Sean Johnson. is unbelievable. His skill and his movement, agility, pace, he's got it all. But I tell you what, England are going to be feared. 
England were really good. The men's team were excellent. And the women's team were unbelievable. Because PNG, for who England Lionesses played, they're no easy side. The, the brutes, it is brutal, brutal rugby league. It was great to watch this morning. They played excellent. England played excellent. The men's side did. So it's going to be a really, really, really interesting battle. Lebanon seems to be that they could be the underdogs in this tournament. So we'll have to wait and see what happens tomorrow, and we'll get back to you on that one next week. The Kane Hall Sports Show on HWD Hospital Radio. The Rugby Union World Cup continues for England this Saturday against Australia. The kickoff is at 8.15 tomorrow morning, and I think we can expect a tough hard-hitting game from from both sides. Thanks to last week's typhoon, the England team have had a week off. They'll be fresh after the two-week break, but as we discussed earlier with the football, there is always the risk that they'll drop a bit of momentum. Um, If you're doing well, you want the games to keep coming, to keep on that roll. Um, The last time, uh, sorry, the last World Cup game between these two, Australia dumped England out of the World Cup in 2015. But since then, England have won all six games under Eddie, under Eddie Jones. I think, and I hope, that tomorrow we'll see England win and go on to the semi-finals. If they do, they'll be playing either reigning champions, New Zealand, or the Ireland team. It's tough games there for England coming up, whether they get through. It's, it's an interesting one, is England-Australia in, in the rugby union at the minute, because obviously... The coach for England, he's an Aussie. Mm. So it, it, it's one of them when you think, if England lose, oh, is it Eddie Jones that's done that? You know, that sort of thing. I, there's a lot of talk of that. They're just rumours. But I, I like Eddie Jones. I think he's a really good coach. But you've got, if, if they were to beat Australia, which I think England can do it, Australia are definitely beatable. But to face world ranked number one Ireland or reigning champions New Zealand, it's going to be really tough to get to get to the final. But we'll see what happens with that one. Yeah. Oh, Danny, is this our our walk-on song? Who is it then? Let's find out shortly. Chat box. Have a guess. Think he's at the stage yet? 
You'd like to think so. Although he's a bit of a slow mover. Hint, hint. Who is it, chatbox? Who is it? I reckon that's enough. I reckon that's enough. So that is as Dart's walk-on song this week. Who is it? Who is it? So it's a champ. Janet, have you got? Do you want to comment on the on the darts this week? Oh yeah, I do. Uh, I do have a little bit of something for you. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's been the playoffs in uh, in the darts. In, yes, in uh, in Asia. Oh, the Asian Pro Tour. Uh, that might be the one. I think it's called a little bit of something different, but. Uh, but yeah, it's the uh, the team game. I think we spoke about the team game a uh, a few weeks ago. I don't know if you can remember that. Uh, the team game. The team, yeah, team darts. Remember? Seven. See, I thought I was up to my darting knowledge. Yeah. See, well, you learn something new every week, apparently. Um, so there was a, an eliminator. There was two eliminators, I should say. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're going to know. It, it's teams. It's obviously, with it being in Asia, it's, you know, you, you might not recognise it. They do it a bit differently, do they? they darts over there. They, they do indeed. It's they, If we do get any any um, players over here, they, they're few and far between, aren't they, really? It's usually because they're playing, uh, playing is, this one. Is Paul Lim involved? Um, not that I'm aware of, no. I only really have the uh, the team names. I thought he'd been one of the teams, that's all. Cause it, he's he's it, quite a good player, is Paul Lim. Could very well be. There is a, an MVP award. Uh, handed out every season, so I'll have to, I'll have to check yeah, it out. Yeah, because Paul Lim's experienced. Like, he's in his sixties now. He's one of them who was hitting nine data and stuff before. So you'd expect him to be involved because he's still managing to get around. Is the is the old lad? He's, he's a class player. Everyone loves watching him at the the, the World Championships at Ali Pali over Christmas. So I hope he's involved with this. Yeah, well, we'll have to have a look for next week uh, for you. So the the first team, the Bengaluru Bulls. Who? The Bengaluru Bulls. Right. N- not, don't recognise that one? No, no that's fine. Well, I'll, I'll carry on anyway. Okay. They played UP Yoda. Uh, Hold on. They, what? UP Yoda. UP Yoda. I feel like I've heard these before. I think he may have done. We, we've talked about these before, I, I remember. But anyway, they played them and beat them Danny? the Bengaluru Bulls. Danny. Yes. I said darts. Yes. So... UP Yoda Yes Don't sound like a darts team No well they, they, They're just a team You know what I mean It's they, they A might, team of what they, they might sound like You know A team from another sport w- right. But I wouldn't worry too much about that Danny Yes What sport Dart 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 Danny are you sure mm, To an extent yeah <sighs> Go on then <laughs> so the second eliminator was between Umumba and the Haryana Steelers. Uh, Umumba won that one, so they got themselves into the the semi final. Dubang Delhi. Dubang. I've heard this before. You have. We've talked about this game before. Do you not remember? I feel like it, I, it's a. Re- I, I feel like I, I haven't wanted to remember it for some reason. Okay, well, it's like the the team game of darts. We've been through it all before. I won't worry about it too much, right, mate. Okay. So, Dabang Delhi won against the Bengaluru Bulls, who got themselves through Bengaluru to this Bulls. room. 
yeah, we've just discussed them. They did win the Eliminator a little bit earlier on. Right, okay. Um, so then you remember the other team that we discussed that got through come up against the Bengal Warriors and the Bengal Warriors won that tie. So the final is this Saturday, the 19th of October, between the Bang Delhi and the Bengal Warriors. So it's going to be an interesting one to watch and I wish both teams good luck in the Kabaddi final. The, the what final? The Kabaddi final, mate. Danny, why? I keep telling you I'm going to sneak it in, mate, wherever I can. You can't be doing this every time. I... <laughs> the, good, the good thing is, is that both these teams, okay, they finished in the top two positions in the league so it's yeah but Danny I was like really impressed I was so happy that you'd done a bit of darts research for me I thought yes he's really getting into his darts again with me he's enjoying it and then you come out with something like that kabaddi I, th- I think you should be impressed on, on how I managed to keep getting this through every week <laughs> I mean sometimes you do catch on but I still don't get it on it's as if it's as if I wouldn't even know. <laughs> well, the season's coming to an end, so you won't have to oh, do yes. much soon. It's after this game, the final. So the Kabaddi season. Yes. The F one season. Yeah, there's still four races to go. Are all coming to an end. Yeah, and the oh. tennis season as oh, well. Oh, get in there! Oh, I cannot wait. It's. I'm. I'm probably not going to turn up over winter. There's, you'll be doing Christmas by yourself at this oh, rate. Even better. Oh, wow. No, I'm joking, because I've, <laughs> I've already got your Christmas present, you know. Oh, okay, I'm intrigued. <laughs> uh, I might let you open it on when it shows. All right, okay. But I've got your Christmas present already. So that means that I now have the obligation to go out and buy you a Christmas present. You don't have to. I've pff, I've got a few ideas, if I'm being honest with you, mate. So <laughs> you might be getting several. Several. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be coming into a show because you can actually see us. We've got a webcam where you can see us. After Christmas, Danny's going to buy me a Kabaddi shirt by the sounds of it. That, that was one of the three that I <laughs> just thought of, yeah. <laughs> no, Danny, I do have your Christmas present, so you can open that in the studio one day. That'll be fun. So, where were we? Darts? Uh, yeah, I suppose we can go on with that. Uh, are you with, sure you've got no I, other Kabaddi? I've, I've finished with Kabaddi, so yeah, I think you should just... Are you sure yeah. you've got ten minutes to fill with it if yeah. you want? No, it, it's all good, mate. I'm uh, I'm probably going to switch off now with you. Were you doing your little thing? What do you mean you're going to switch so, off? G- give us a wave if you're gonna if you're gonna come back to anything. <laughs> what do you mean you're going to switch off? How, Danny? What? Sorry, mate. Kabaddi. Yeah, Kabaddi. Oh. I've run out of stuff. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. I'm going to switch off. Yeah, you're talking about darts. I listen to everything you say. By accident. I listen by accident. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. So, yeah, it was. it's the Champions League of darts this week, if anybody wants to hear about darts, because Danny doesn't. It's been held in Leicester. There's going to be only eight players for this tournament. We've got last year's winner, Gary Anderson, Michael Van Gerwen, James Wade, and Michael Smith in Group A. Danny, that sounds like a bit of a tough group, wouldn't you say? I'd certainly agree. Oh, you're awake then? Yes. Oh, so you haven't switched off. Yeah, so those teams playing in that game are going to play against each other. Yes, Danny. Unbelievable. Daryl Gurney, Rob Cross... Peter Wright and Gerwin Price make up the eight. They're in Group B. What do you think of that group then, Danny? Rob Cross will win it. Rob Cross will win it. Yeah. 
Not even Gerwin Price, no? No, he's, he's not that good. Not even Peter Wright. Peter Wright's decent, but I, I, I fancy Rob Cross in that Decent? One. He set a new record for the highest ever recorded average in a live broadcast last week. Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive, to be fair. The average was 123.5, but Danny, do you know who held the record before and what it was? Mmm. So I'll, let me go through them yeah. players again. Yeah, go for it, yeah. Gary Anderson, Michael Van Gerwen, James Wade, Michael Smith, Daryl Gurney, Rob Cross, and Gerwin Price. Okay. It could be any of them. It, I have mentioned the name. Is it going to be one of those? It's going to be one of those. I would go for Gary Anderson. You're going to go for Gary Anderson? Yes. It's not Gary Anderson. It's not. It could be... Oh, God. It's not Van Gerwen, is it? It is Van Gerwen. Oh, man. Van Gerwen's boring. No, how dare you? <laughs> no, nah, he's good. He's good, to be fair. It just, just gets a bit boring when he wins all the time. It was Michael Van Gerwen. And I'm having, I'm having a guess at the average. Go for it. Oh, I think if he smashed the record. Is, did you say I didn't smashed? say he'd smashed the record. No, he's just beating the he's record. He's got a new record. And it's 123. It's 123.5. Oh, 0.5. Okay. You can't forget about the 0.5. Right, I'll go for... I'll go for... A, I think 120 is reasonable, so I'll go for 121. Oh, 121. Because Van Gerwen is a okay. very good player. The record before was 120. Three. Oh. Point. Oh, this is why the point was so important. Point four. 123.4 wow. was a record before. Peter Wright has now got the new record, 123.5. That is so, so close. Danny, I'm excited for tomorrow. Yeah. Do you know why? Uh, I think I do. Oh. Why do you think that? Maybe I don't. Is it Dart? Oh, Dart's is on. All oh, right, okay. Dart's is on. But mainly because I've been off yesterday from work. I had a day off yesterday. A day off today. Yes. Tomorrow I've got a day off because it's Saturday. And Sunday I've got a day off as well. So that's three days. But mainly we're going to do a bit of scouting. We are indeed. Aren't we, Danny? I thought this might be what you were talking about. Yes. But I didn't want to ruin the surprise. We are actually going to Huddersfield Blackburn tomorrow. We're going away. I'm really looking forward to it as I look forward to it every football match that I go to watch as I do go watch loads of different teams as much as I can when I can but I do love an away day and I'm looking forward to it um, so we've, we've got a day planned haven't we Danny? We have indeed apparently we're going to meet up for breakfast at half eight providing we both wake up yeah yeah we'll have to do that first I suppose <laughs> that, 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 whatever that um, so we are going away to Blackburn Tomorrow, Danny. Are we expecting much from then? Is it a ground you've been to before? Uh, I was. I was about to to say, to say actually, I've not yet been to Ewood Park, and it is a stadium that I would like to to go visit. To be fair, so I'm quite happy that we we're, we're going tomorrow. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be a Huddersfield Town win. Whether or not we'll see that, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Blackburn. I think I'm hoping that they're going to be noisy, but I'm hoping the Huddersfield Town fans are going to be just as noisy as well. Well, we we can hope so, and I'm sure they will, because we, we know that Leeds United have a good following, but so do, so do Huddersfield, they do have a really good following, and I've been seeing this 
a lot of stuff at the minute regarding I, I'm gonna I know we're just talking about Huddersfield and we're going away to that but I'm gonna talk about Leeds have you seen the rumour about the the potential takeover oh no I think I missed so that so there's potential takeover well shareholders getting involved an American business which I believe is a San Francisco 49ers oh. as well as PSG owners alright okay Apparently they're wanting to get involved with Leeds United and they want to bring Leeds United in a position to be able to, to be able to challenge Manchester City. Is it doable? Oh wow. Um I think well, I think with the, the rise of like Manchester City all those years ago, I think it does show that it is possible. I mean it's a step further taking a team from the championship, pumping that much money into them. Maybe that's where Wolves are going. Yeah, I think Wolves are going a little bit that way, but I think it's harder for Wolves as yeah. they've got Chinese business owners. So in China, your tax is 100%. Mm. So if you buy a player for 20 million, you've also got to pay 20 million wow. on top of that. So it's 40 million. So in terms of Leeds getting taken over, the reason why I brought it up is because we're talking about fan base yeah. uh, and Huddersfield being loud away Leeds as we know have got a really good away fan base and they're very proud of it but do they have the fan base to to become that sort of club I'd certainly say so uh, I think they, they pretty much pack out the stadium every week it almost doesn't matter who they play in they're still going to fill that stadium uh, plus don't forget there's a lot of fans that still don't necessarily go to the games as well so I think do, I think I do remember seeing something a bit earlier on today actually about them talking about increasing their stadium capacity to about 50,000. I right. can't remember where I saw that now. Um, I'm a bit gutted that I didn't take, uh, d- didn't take notes down on that. Um, you should be. I'm very disappointed. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm failing miserably this week. I hope I can make it back next week. So can I. I might sack you and get Simon in because Simon's joined us in the studio. Simon, do you know much about your sport? Not really, No. No, I'll leave it to you guys. Yeah, I'm still going to get Simon in next week. <laughs> it was, it's about level playing at this moment in time, really. Right isn't it? now, it is, yeah. At least I brought, it was their 100th birthday yesterday mm-hmm. for Leeds United. They brought a lovely centenary kit out. Stunning. I mean, if I was one of them people who just bought football kits for the sake of football kits, it's, it's one that. I would have bought myself. It wasn't only Leeds United's birthday yesterday, was it, Danny? Yeah, I think it was uh, somebody somebody very close to myself's birthday yesterday. It was, yeah. Who was it? It was you. It Ken was. Hall. It was. It was my birthday. I'm 23 now. Simon, is this where it goes downhill? Very, very much so. In fact, everything starts to fall fall apart when you when you get to about that age. Oh, this is not good. <laughs> no, look at me, I'm only five years older than you, look at the state of this. <laughs> yeah, if you can see on webcam, I bet, in fact you might not be able to, there might be a bit of a shine from back of Danny's head. <laughs> and but front yeah, as well. I'm 23 and this is the start of the Kano Sports Show, we're going to go for on as long as we can, just like Leeds United have, just like Uddersfield Town have, Bradford City, Halifax, Brighouse, them all, we're going to see what we can do. And, um, in terms of tomorrow, Danny, I know you've, I know you've said there's a score, but who's going to be the goal scorer? Oh, interesting. I do think 
Carlin uh, Grant is going to get a goal, but I don't think he's going to score two. No. As to who scores the other, I would like to see O'Brien. O'Brien have another one. Do you think Pritchard's going to be back? I'm not 100% sure. I, I know in the uh, in the game, oh, we forgot to mention the game behind closed doors that uh, Huddersfield Town played last week. Oh, yes. yes. They played Chesterfield and they won 2-0. Two two nil. Nil. Yeah. And Bems has scored an absolute world of a free kick. Mm-hmm. It was stunning. So I'd probably expect to see him on the bench. I think Pritchard be on the bench. Yeah. Concolo's back in training. Um, so I think he'll be in and around it as well but it's tough to move Jaden Brown from that spot Yeah. but that's everything for this week so Danny thank you for joining me it is thank you for having me and we shall see there the home of more music variety, music variety. across Dewsbury and District Hospital and online this is HWD Hospital Radio HWD